Don't you just hate it when you're about to go live to a national, actually an international audience, and you have to sneeze? That's what's going on right now. You can't tell because I am trying to, with all my might, maintain composure. But I'm about to sneeze, legitimately about to sneeze right at you. But I think I may have beaten it. I think I'm good. I think I'm okay. All right. I think we're good. All right. Anyway, welcome uh, to, uh, what is this? What are we, what is it's today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, October 4th. I cannot believe we are in October of 2023 already. Uh, it seems like New Year's was just a few days ago. It seems like summer was just about to arrive. And here we are in probably what's for our business, for what we do, one of the most exciting months of the year, uh, October. Halloween caps off October on the, at the end of the month. A lot of people are thinking about uh, spiritual energy, uh, spooky things, ghosts. Uh, a lot of people are talking about that stuff. The activity on social media ramps way up when we get into October, and we are talking about ghosts, etc. We just did a couple of great live investigations, one at Brownella Cottage in Galleon, Ohio, and the other one was Eura Shrine in Bristol, Tennessee. Both were phenomenal. If you haven't seen the, if you didn't get to catch the live broadcast, which I, I think our numbers are in the tens of thousands at this point of viewers, which is fantastic. Thank you to everybody. But if you didn't get to catch the live investigations, the go back and watch the recordings. And if you if you if you need want to wait just a little bit, we're about to upload edited versions of those investigations too, which will make it a little easier because we cut out a lot of the transition stuff that you would normally see during the live investigation. So it's kind of more to the point, little sleeker, I guess, quicker, whatever. Doesn't take instead of a three hour investigation, it actually edits down to about two hours with all the other stuff taken out. So uh, either way, it's good, and there's some great stuff. And I want to thank the Ghost Sisters and uh, Mandy. Uh, Cummings in particular for setting up those locations for us. She's hard at work setting up some more, <laughs> which which is fantastic for us because she's introducing us to a lot of places that we weren't familiar with and we'll be able to investigate and we'll be able to bring those things to you live. Today, we're doing something different. Now, as most of you know who have followed me for years, you know that um, Jason Hawes and I, Jason from Ghost Hunters and I, did a uh, a radio show, syndicated radio show called Beyond Reality. We were on over 100 radio stations around the country, and we did that for a few years. And then um, just paths kind of changed, and we had to alter what we were doing. And uh, I took the radio show and made it a podcast called Beyond Reality Radio as a podcast. And that uh, was phenomenal. Uh, very, very successful. Uh, t again, tens of thousands of of downloads with every episode. It was terrific. Uh, but then as I got involved in some other projects, I had to walk away from the podcast a little bit. And this Paranormal Reality TV project has taken all of my time, but we've decided to kind of meld the two. I'm going to be doing interviews once or twice a week uh, on weeks that I am not traveling for filming and uh, bring uh, what I think are very, very interesting people. I think you'll find the same uh, when you hear from them, uh, fantastic folks within our business, within our industry, who um, who are uh, around and you may not have heard of them or you may have heard of them. Either way, it's going to be an interesting conversation. And today we've got one such person. We're bringing Audrey Ray onto the program. She's a psychic medium. Um, just quickly, I'll tell you, she's she's uh, you can find her on, on, on the web at AudreyRay.com. And Ray is spelled R-A-I. AudreyRay.com, also on Facebook at Audrey Ray Psychic Medium, and on Instagram, and I'm going to have to ask her about this one, the underscore naked underscore medium on Instagram. 
So if you if you use one or all of those platforms, you'll be able to find Audrey very, very easily. And we're going to bring Audrey in and we're going to start chatting a little bit about what's going on in the world of uh, uh, the spiritual world. We'll call it that for right now. I mean, everybody has a different name for it, but we'll call it the spiritual world right now. Audrey, thanks for being here. It is so great to have you on uh, with me today. And I can always tell it's going to be a great interview when I first meet a guest, and they have a great big smile on, which is what you did when we first met and you still do. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm anxious to find out, uh, as I, uh, kind of the first question I ever ask anybody, particularly a psychic medium, is how you got into this. At what point in your life did you recognize this was something that, a gift you had, and secondly, that you wanted to use it to help people? Oh, I love that question because I remember my gifts uh, from being a very young child and uh, had a lot of scared in the nighttime kind of experiences. And I didn't really have parents that were able to understand the experiences that were, I was having. And so that kind of closet, uh, monster in the closet or, you know, under your bed and that's not real and get back to bed was how I grew up. And so it was a little bit uh, unsettling when, as a child. So I learned at a young age how to turn it off, but I did always stay connected to my psychic gifts. I just really didn't have much of a platform to talk about them uh, growing up. And then as I got older and started to meet people in my adult life that also shared some of my similar experiences and were able to normalize and validate for me, I started to become more comfortable with my gifts and open back up and not be scared of the experiences I would have with uh, energies and spirits in the house and um, started to learn and hone in on my gifts, did some studying and learned, uh, love to share what I learn. Uh, so that's, a, I spend a lot of my time um, not only learning, but also teaching the things that I've learned through experience and from working with others. A couple things I'm just going to apologize to you about ahead of time is one, I, I try to interact with chat. So you'll see me looking over to the side a little bit and typing a little bit and, and don't let that throw you off. I, I apologize, but I, I like to interact with our folks because they're asking questions and commenting and I like to say hello. So forgive me for that. I'm curious about this, the, the part uh, that you mentioned, and I know a lot of psychics go through this. As children, they have these gifts, and they just don't know how to process it. And sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's playful. It, you know, they, they just play with the spirits that they're seeing and hearing or whatever it happens to be. How did you process that? It was scary, I imagine, little, and, and how did you get through that? It was really scary, and so I really learned to just, um, I mean... It was very scary because I didn't know what it was and I was being told that it wasn't happening. So not having that validation makes you think that, you know, maybe you are a little crazy or maybe it's, it is not really there. Uh, but when you actually are trying to sleep and you see someone that is like physically in your bedroom and you tell your parents like, 
hey, there's someone in my bedroom. And they're like, yeah, no, there's not anybody in your bedroom. At some point, you're like, okay, my, my parents are also scaring me a little bit too because they want you to get back to bed so that they, they can get some sleep as well. So learning to shut it down is um, was kind of, was was my with how I coped. So just learning to how to shut it off. Um, and then later on, when it started to like come back in and be more comfortable, when I was more comfortable, then I was like open to it and started, I started to have more experiences and learn that the feelings that happen in my body as an energy steps in and steps close were always there. But it's almost, I like to describe it as it's like the door is shut and I can open it or not. So it's like, I'm like, okay, yes, this is a great time. I'm going to open that door or no, I'm going to keep that door closed. So I just learned to keep that door closed for decades, actually. I'm, I'm always fascinated by this as well, um, because I'm not sure how I think about it, but I want to know how you think about it or how you feel about it. Uh, I often go back and forth in this, but I, it seems as though as children were taught, whether we have real gifts or we have just a hint of a gift or whatever it happens to be, we're taught to ignore them. We're taught to discount them or, or shut them down. You know, the, 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 the adage of a child having an imaginary friend and then mom and dad, come, no, you don't have an imaginary friend. Stop doing that. Get outside and play or whatever it is. Is that a real thing? Are we being taught to ignore this stuff? Absolutely. We are. And that is I would tell you that it's part of my biggest love of the work that I do is validating for others. And a lot of times it is for children. So people will contact me all of the time and say, my kids are having these experiences. I'm not sure how to help them, but I believe them. And uh, can you help them? Absolutely. The teaching, teaching children how to connect when they want to and how to have boundaries with spirit, just like we have boundaries with human, is, humans is really important uh, so that they can sleep well and feel safe and, and have experiences that are um, lovely instead of scary. You have a family history, from what I understand, of mediums and other people with sensitivities. Uh, and I think particularly in England, right? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. I do actually have um, cousins that share uh, similar gifts in, in my family in, in England. So uh, my cousin, um, Darren Turner is uh, a working medium in in England. He's, I believe, he's still living in the Glastonbury area. And then we have another cousin, Reese, who also has been uh, honing in on his skills as well. So Darren's grandmother was um, actually a, a medium as well. So she's actually not my blood relative, but it is in our, it is all over our, our lineages on both sides. So do you think? Really do you think it's it's a a genetic uh, thing that's passed on, or do you think it's environmental that you were raised the same way, or you have some similarities in in your environment? I think that it that first of all, I believe that all of us are intuitive, and all of us have gifts to explore, and that we're taught to, that a lot of those things that we consider coincidences are just that coincidences or ironic when actually they're intuitive hits or um, psychic 
hits, mediumship hits, and experiences that are, are real. So I think that everyone can open up, but some, uh, I like to equate it like this, like some people I can teach you to play baseball and some of you will play in the company picnic and others will play in the MLB. It's about how much you wanna dedicate yourself to it and some are just naturally more open than others, um, but I believe everyone is able to open. But I do see it a lot of times that those that are very sensitive to energy, it runs in the family. So if you have somebody in your family that's an empath, there's usually like it's running through one of one of your lines or sometimes both. You know, I, I'm glad you said that because I, I've often said on this program and in other instances that I'm as sensitive as a brick. Some people say a potato, uh, whatever it is, I just don't seem to be able to connect to that. My mom, on the other hand, had a little bit of something. She had this, she, you know, she, she called it intuition. I don't, I don't know if, if that's the right word, but she, she could kind of sense stuff and, and see stuff and hear stuff and feel stuff. And when, she, when mom said, don't worry about it, I know like you'd come home, I, I have this illness or whatever. And mom would say, don't worry. I know this is going to be okay. She was right. And, um, but it didn't, it didn't get passed on to me. At least I don't think it did. Well, it's something that you might be able to um, open up to, because like I said, I, I learned to close my, my gifts down at a very young age. You know, it's not, um, it's not always socially acceptable to have these gifts. For instance, you know, you go to, a lot of us have been like raised, like going to, you know, with religion and a lot of what what this involves is um, uh, conflicts with what you're taught, and you're taught that hey, that might not be good, or that that might actually cause something bad to happen to you, rather than learning uh, how to be safe and how to open up safely and and connect with with the other side. Everyone is able to have um, to hone in on their intuition and their intuitive. Yes. Audrey, you're giving me you're giving me way too much credit. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I really, I mean, you're, I know you're right. I know you're absolutely right. And I've had other friends of mine who uh, are psychics as well. Tell me you've got it there, JV. You just got to focus on it. You got to really, if you really want to, you could really access it. Well, I, I just, I guess I haven't spent that much time. I want to talk to you a little bit about, um, about this idea that everybody does have some types of sensitivities. If somebody wants to actually pursue it and really learn how to access those sensitivities and use them, how do you recommend they go about it? I know you offer mentorship. I know that's part of what you do. I do. Uh, I usually will um, suggest that you start by learning some sort of energy work. So I teach a lot of energy work. I'm a Reiki master, and so I'll, I'll teach Reiki. And so I think having an understanding of energy and how your energy body works is really important because your energy body expands three to five feet off of your physical body. And so we are carrying this around with us everywhere. Another part of us, another quality that we're born with that nobody really talks about or teaches us about or has even an understanding of. And so there's a whole energetic hygiene that is important as well. So we're taught to like care and keep our physical bodies, but not so much our energy bodies. And when we can keep our energy bodies clean and clear and, and big and bright, we're able to be expansive and uh, able to to detect what is good for us and what's not good for us. And also that can, that uh, is not 
limited to physical uh, bodies. It's also energy bodies of, of those that have expired out of their physical body as well and transitioned to the other side. So when you're um, feeling like maybe you're standing, say, at the kitchen sink and somebody quietly walks up behind you and you didn't hear them, but you felt them, you were able to feel their energy body or their arc field as you may have heard it referred to same thing with uh spirits they have that that they bring a certain type of energy in towards you and you can feel it without even having to see anything uh, so where some people are like okay i saw something other people are like i feel something and so once you can you're able to feel then you may be able to like read the imprint around the um the energy that is close to you whether they have a physical body or they've already transferred out of their physical body so that's how I usually start, like to like to encourage people to get started, having that understanding of energy, because that's an important part of it. Um, and I would say after that, like I do a lot of uh, like intuition development as well, because not everybody's you know wanting to open up into the mediumship gifts, but everybody can open up into their intuitive gifts and teaching people how to trust their own intuition versus what they have been told is truth or how they should think, like be able to like sink into their body and feel it out through their own body. Uh, I just want folks in chat to know I am trying to pay attention to your questions and I'll get to them as I can. Uh, there's a lot of them flowing through the various chat rooms that we've got live right now. Uh, and I am seeing them. So just so you know, uh, I like the example you used about standing at the, I think you said sink and somebody who comes to you from behind, you don't yeah. hear them, but you can sense them. Or is it the same thing? Like, you know, when you, when you can sense that somebody's looking at you, you know, and in general, you're right. And, and maybe sometimes you feel that in it. We do on paranormal investigations and we generally, that's bizarre. I've got a spider descending right here. <laughs> and it's a little creepy. Anyway, um, you know, you can generally sense it in a spiritual way too. Like on a ghost hunt, when we have activity, often preceding the activity is this feeling that, that you're being watched or something like that too. Is that all part of the same thing? Absolutely. Where your thoughts go, energy flows. So if you're really thinking or focusing on something uh, or somebody, your energy can flow there. Energy doesn't understand space or time, or it doesn't know space or time, rather. Like we are taught that you have to physically be in the same room to be connecting with a person. But in, as far as energy goes, you can be anywhere at any time. So I can be doing a reading for someone, say, and be connecting with their mother who has um, crossed over to the other side. And their sibling could be having a reading in another part of the country with another medium. And they could be having a reading at the exact same time and having um, completely different conversation with that same energy because energy can be anywhere. And so where your energy is, is where your thoughts are going, your energy is flowing towards there. Sorry, just taking care of a rogue spider that I, that was descending on my head that I mentioned before. I won't tell people what I did with that spider because some people might get upset and I'm sorry. Um, so you mentioned the words energy body. Uh, is that the same thing as an aura or is that something different? Yes, your arc field or your energy body, they're the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. Um, when you give someone a reading, uh, are you reading that energy body? Or is, there, is that a connection to the spirit world for that person? I love that question. So when, um, can I explain the difference between like doing a mediumship reading versus a psychic yeah, reading? Yeah, absolutely. Is, please, please uh, do. Yeah. Transition into that. 
So when I'm doing uh, mediumship work, I'm connecting in with, say, your loved ones that have crossed over to the other side, and I'm connecting in with their energy and their energy body. When I am doing a reading for you, and it's a psychic reading, and it's more about your, um, your life path, questions, so your health and wealth, moving, work, all of those kinds of questions, I'm going to expand my energy in the direction of you, and that way I can like it, like uh, blend energy with your my energy body with your energy body. Our energy bodies are imprinted like with a blueprint, has all of the information about you on it, so you can um, uh, kind of tap into a person's energy field and, and get a lot of information on them, so that's how you get that that psychic reading versus that mediumship reading. So is, is did that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. Like that. Yeah. I think I might've like segued a little bit. <laughs> That's all right. It's all good. Uh, more information is better. Um, I do want to get to a few of these chat questions just because if I don't, they'll scroll past me and I won't be able to see them. Um, Wendy wants to know, why do you think spirits want us to see them? And do they have a story to tell? Hmm. So, I mean, I think that this kind of goes into what we were just saying about um, how, where our thoughts go, energy flows, right? So when we were talking about that, so if you're asking about, say, um, a loved one that crossed to the other side that has made themselves present to you, like a lot of times they may be trying to let you know that they're there because you're thinking about them. So when, when we think about them, we're calling them in, like, so we're calling them close. So even if I'm watching a show about where, about um, like a paranormal, a paranormal show, for instance. So if I'm watching that show, I can feel that energy, even if that show has been reported years ago and far away from me, I can still feel that energy. And I would still do the same sort of like clearing of my energy field after I'm done watching that show to disconnect with that energy that can, that can, that can tap in with you at any place at any time. So when you're like, say, maybe in a space and let's just say an old building and a random spirit is trying to get your attention, they, they may be wanting to connect with you for many different reasons. So maybe they um, want you in that space. Maybe they don't want you in that space, just like you would in your physical body, have opinions about how you want to connect with somebody. So Tracy in chat wants to know, let me see, it's uh, the question. I'm going to make sure I get it correct. Uh, what's the best way to know how sensitive I am or how, how sensitive someone is? Is there a way that you can tell whether you've got a significant gift versus someone like me who has virtually no natural gift? I love um, to be, for me to like help empower you so that you can really feel that, yeah, you are actually having these experiences have a reading for me to like um, be able to like connect with you. I can help you better understand like what um, uh, your gifts that um, are easy, easy for you to connect with. Like there's, cause there's so many different, we all work very differently and we all do different things. So it's like some of us, um, uh, uh, so it's like kind of, you got to figure out like wh like what it is that you um, are guided to do, and so just try it on, try, try try things on, and if you feel curious about something, be curious about the fact that you're curious about it. So if you feel drawn to it, um, take a take a class, take a take a Reiki class, take an intuitive class, um, or have have a reading and connect with others. We're talking with that are on. 
sorry. We're talking with Audrey Ray, psychic medium. You can find her at a number of different places, including website Audrey Ray, R-A-I.com. On Facebook is Audrey Ray, psychic medium. And on Instagram as the underscore naked underscore medium. And Audrey, you got to tell me about that. The naked medium. What's going on on Instagram? So it's really just about, you know, being like open and honest, like it's the naked truth. So I'm never going to co-sign anybody's stuff. If you're having a reading with me, I'm going to tell you how I'm receiving it, not how you necessarily want me to tell it to you, of course, in, in the most gentle way possible. But it's just being open and honest and and uh, trying to get the messages out there. That kid brings up a really good point. Some psychics, uh, mediums will not deliver uh, bad news to somebody. Do you? If so, if you if you're getting doing a reading and something not so pleasant comes through, do you deliver that message? So um, when I started doing this this work professionally, I had had many readings through my younger years before I really honed in on to my mediumship gifts. So I would say that I had some that were enjoyable and some that left me feeling very anxious. In fact. A whole 10 year spread went where I was like, I don't ever want to have a reading again because I was told something that left me feeling very anxious. And so a couple years, um, you know, years later, when I started to like have spirit come in very strong, like really encouraging me to, to do this work, I had a contract. I made a contract. Yes, I will do this work for you. But here is what I won't do. I won't, I don't want to know when anyone is going to die because who wants to do that? You know, I don't want I don't want to tell anybody that who wants to know that some things should be left organic. So I always ask and I'll start my readings by letting people know, because most people are nervous when they are having a reading and they don't know what to expect and they're concerned. I'm going to tell them something like that. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm never going to tell you when you're going to cross. And if there is something that we don't uh, that is unfavorable in 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 the reading. I always am looking for like, why? Like what's the gift and what's on the other side of it? So if there's something like, say for instance, you know, you're going to um, get laid off and that comes as, a sh it feels like a big fat shock to you. I'm not gonna be like, okay, thank you and good night. I'm gonna be like, let's try to figure out here what you're to, what, what that lesson's about and, and what is on the other side of this because spirit is always rooting for you to live your best life. So maybe it's because that, that job is out of alignment with you and there's, there's something better for you. Maybe there's some, it's time to shift careers altogether. Let's try on a couple different things and see what that looks like. If you're new to the program or new to our channel, Paranormal Reality TV, um, please take a moment, follow, subscribe, like, share, do all those things that you normally do with pages that you enjoy. Today, we're talking with Audrey Ray, Psychic Medium. I want to go to another chat question. Sarah says, what's your cleaning technique after an intense reading so that you don't carry that burden with you? What do you do, Audrey? I'm big on protection and cleaning and clearing. So a lot of times for me, what that looks like is... Uh, food. I'm usually hungry afterwards and that really helps to put me back in my body and then that gets me feeling grounded and then doing something kind of normal. But I, I love to do uh, work with sage. So I'll, I'll sage a little bit, take a shower and an Epsom salt bath. Those are my big ones. Um, and, you know, praying always and closing down that way. 
Um, there's so many good techniques. I always have black tourmaline with me, um, selenites, different crystals that I work with as well. So any of those that I feel drawn to, I, I will definitely um, do some cleaning and clearing of myself and of my space. You mentioned, excuse me, protection. Is giving a reading to somebody a risky business in some way? Of course, you can always open yourself up to connecting with an energy that is very out of alignment with you, which can, um, uh, you know, feel like we call it like psychic attack. So if, an, if, an, if you connect with an energy that is like clinging on or hanging on and your vibration, say my vibration is here, like I hate to say like higher or lower, but like we'll say here or here, right? And then this um, energy is over here. It can like be pulling on me and pulling on me and pulling on me. And then it's just, it can make me feel tired and like lead to like some anxiety and make it hard to feel grounded. So yeah, you, got, you have to you have, definitely have to clean, clean, clear and, and protect. So I'm always asking, um, for only the best and, and um, uh, for what's for the best of me, for the best of my sitter, the highest good of all to be in this space at this time. So I'm not only protecting me, but I'm also protecting you as well. Yeah, and then disconnecting from each other. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Is it risky for the for the person getting the reading? But you just answered that. Uh, as a spiritual mentor, one of the things that you talk about is, uh, I think, connecting with a spiritual team for that person. Yeah. What is that like a baseball team? What is that? Sort of. <laughs> so your spiritual team is uh, comprised of, um, typically for me, like my spiritual team is comprised of my spirit guides, my um, the angels that I work with, and my well ancestors. And so see how I threw that well part of the ants in front of ancestors in there, because I don't want to work with all of my ancestors. I want to work with the ones that are well, the ones that have like gone um, across over to the other side and that are not still like hovering close. I want them to be like really high vibrational and helping me in, an, in a way that is helping me with my work and helping me just my, and my energy body to stay nice and clean and clear as well. So that's the spiritual team is, is your, your ancestors, your loved ones that have crossed friends, family, your guides and your angels that are, we, we all have angels around us as well. When you said, well, and I think you answered this, but I just want to clarify, you said, well, ancestors, you don't mean like going down the well, you mean ancestors that are spiritually well. Yeah, spiritually well. And what what is that what does that mean? What are the ones that aren't spiritually well? What what's going on with that group? Is it is it something nefarious? What's well, happening when there? First, when we first leave our physical bodies, we can hover very close to Earth and to the Earth plane. So that those um, are the ones that we can usually see. So when you're doing your paranormal research, it's usually the ones that have just like popped out of their bodies and they're hovering close to the earth plane. And then from there, we can we can move further and further away from the earth plane and in like ascend into like to the other side. And at that in that space, that's kind of where we're all going. We're going home, right? So going over to the other side, moving further and further away from the earth plane. But as we as we uh, pop out of our body and we're still staying staying close to the earth 
earth plane, a lot of times we still have our personality. We just don't have a body anymore. And they may be hanging on and afraid to ascend because they've been told that, you know, they're going to go to hell if they, because they've done some things that are maybe not so great while they were still here in their physical bodies, or they feel very, um, you know, still very attached to their, to their human experience that they had in this lifetime. And so they feel like, I'm not sure that I want to leave. And so here they are like hanging on, hanging on. So you find people there that, um, uh, that are not, have not always, that don't feel as clean and clear as those that have like moved further away from the, at the earth plane and they can feel more dense when they're hanging on to the earth plane and those energies feel heavy and um, can like really mess with, with your energy. All right. So here, here's the big question. Um, okay. Through your work and works of others who you may be familiar with or talk with or collaborated with, whatever it is, what do we know about the other side? If I, as somebody who doesn't have any experience with this, which I do, but if I wasn't and I, was afraid of dying, what would you tell them about the other side? I would tell them because I've experienced it and that I can most often help you experience it as well. So I also do a lot of regression work. So what started out as me being very interested in past life regressions, um, I have found that the work that I do with past life regressions is, is very healing. And so you can go back and revisit um, lifetimes that you've lived before. I'm talking reincarnation, just to be clear, and something that I came into this world believing and talking about, and another thing that I was told is not possible, that is absolutely possible, because I remember some of my lifetimes, but when I put somebody into that headspace, um, uh, and into that, like, kind of hypnotic headspace of, um, for a past life regression, they are not only, um, having me tell them, it's not just me telling them who they were in a past life, they're remembering it for themselves but i have found that the yeah it's great to remember those lifetimes but when i take them to the part where they leave their physical body in that lifetime because obviously if you've lived many lifetimes before you've died many lifetimes before as well so when i take you forward to the part where you look down at your physical body and you're hovering over your physical body and you can see your body laying there and you're in that space of not having a body you remember what it feels like you're actually in that space and people usually feel very neutral about the body when they're looking down at the body and then i can um uh, take you and move you to a plate that place where you're further away from that body and you're in that space between lives which is where we're all we all came from and where we're all going when we leave these physical bodies and it it is the most beautiful thing to witness and, and it is the most beautiful thing for them to experience being uh, to see their loved ones because we reincarnate with our soul families over and over again so they'll see their loved ones like maybe their dad was their husband in that lifetime i'm gonna see him again or my child was you know a sibling in another lifetime i'm gonna see them again and then i can also help them to have their own experiences in that space so I'll ask them to, and I'll call in their other, um, I can see what they're seeing as they're, as they're going through these, which is really cool. It's like a shared experience, but then I'll ask them and call in their own spiritual teams and help them to meet their guide and help them to see their loved ones that have already crossed. And it's so beautiful for them to have that peace, knowing that they're going 
to see them again. And they're going back where they came from, which is so great. So good. Because our chat is a little bit lagged or lags behind yeah. the program a little bit. Uh, I have a question here that kind of relates to something we talked about just a few, few minutes ago. Uh, but Mary Grace wants to know, uh, would spiritually well uh, be the ones that have ascended to the level of being able to help? Is that part of it? Um, so, I mean, I'm not that whole, like that, I can't say for sure, but it sounds like a yes, but that whole term I have not been, you know, that's not some, something that, um, uh, that I have that is in my vocab. I'm assuming she's that, talking right? about when you said you're, you're, I think, would you, uh, going back to the phrase, was it well ancestors? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So they, they, when they become spiritually well, when they go through their own like soul cleansing process, because when we're tired, when we come out of these bodies <laughs> and we go, go through like a little bit of, of, it's hard being human. It's heavy carrying around this meat suit for your whole life. Right. And then you like are finally out of your body and, and, and you go, go through like a cleansing process, but yes. So you can hold your loved ones here and close to the earth when they pass by like it be staying in that space of grief and like please don't leave please don't leave but we want them to become well we want them to become cleansed so it's encouraging your loved ones when they cross that it's okay that you're going to be okay i'm going to see you again and that it's okay to, to, to move to the other side to go ahead go go rest go let your soul go through the cleansing process that is yes, when they can come back and help you. So I can get way more assistance from um, a, like a loved one that's crossed over, way more messages, cleaner and clearer messages when they go through their own clean and clear process. Uh, some of the questions I may ask may be just something you're not familiar with and, and don't you know feel free to say that if that's the case, because uh, I know that some of these answers are very nebulous and difficult to, to nail down, but when we do our paranormal investigations, we encounter spirits that know their spirits, and then we encounter spirits that don't seem to know. What's the difference? Do you know why some that have passed either have embraced it and 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 recognized what is going on and others haven't? I'm going to say that I actually don't know the answer as to why, but that I have absolutely experienced both. So in my readings, they know that they've crossed, right? So when you're sitting with me, your, your loved ones that are coming through for you, they know that they've crossed. But the ones that don't know that they've crossed, they usually are in some sort of loop. And I, those are the ones that I have run into when I'm, um, you know, going in and doing readings in homes or spaces. Those that usually I'm like, okay, they're not, they're not sure that they've crossed. They're not sure that they're without a body anymore, or they're in a loop. They're, they're redoing the same thing over and over again in the same space. There is uh, so much going on that we just don't understand. And, and, and people like you yeah. are helping us get answers. And we are trying to do the same thing with our investigations. Uh, another question from chat here from Sarah. Sarah says, I had an Akashic Records reading recently, my first time. Since it's part of the blueprint, if I have another reading, it should have the same info, correct? What do you think about that? I would think, yes. I mean, yes. I mean, the records are the records, right? Supposed to be. Yes. <laughs> They're supposed to be, right? Um, let's see. I mean, the individual had a higher. Okay. So moving on, I want to talk a little bit about um, reincarnation. You brought it up. 
you, you talked mm-hmm. about past lives and you do past life regression work and you can help people identify those past lives. Uh, what happens with, does, does everybody reincarnate from what you understand or do people get to choose whether or not they reincarnate? So as far as, as I know in my research, I, that we've all had a, a lot of, a lot of lifetimes and we'll probably have more. So from what I understand that it takes you know, someone like Mother Teresa to, um, you know, be, be done with the reincarnation process. When we come here, we come here with, with lessons. And that is something that else that I help you identify during those sessions is uh, figuring out, like, what is it that that lifetime that we're revisiting? So if a lifetime, let's say you, you remember three different lifetimes uh, during a session, we're not just like, oh, that's cool. I was the queen of England, right? So, oh, what is this? What was the hard things or the, or the easy things even? Like, what was that about? And did I like uh, work on that lesson? Did I finish that lesson? Did I get everything done there? And sometimes it's not really your lesson as much as it's you helping someone in your soul family experience a lesson as well. It can be really fascinating when you have, uh, people in your life, relationships in your in your current lifetime that are are challenging, and to help you have compassion for the people that like maybe are giving you a hard time in this lifetime. When you can see like, oh yeah, they're not just suffering from their own human experience in this lifetime, but there's something being carried forward from another lifetime as well. I understand that you're an astrologer. Are you an astrologist too? I thought I saw something on, on your website that said you may be. So I do dabble with astrology, but I don't identify as an astrologist. Okay. So I think that on Facebook, it like kind of like makes us choose. Maybe that. that's what I saw. Yeah. 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 The yeah. Facebook has so these little compartments and you got to try to fit yourself into these, especially in the work that we, yeah. we all do. It's so uh, undefined in so many ways. It's hard to find one of those boxes that fits completely. Right. Yes, for sure. Have you ever done any investigating paranormal investigating? Oh, of course. So um, I live, um, I grew up in central Pennsylvania. So I'm from a town called Linglestown. And so that's obviously very close to Gettysburg if you're familiar with the area. Oh, so I've done some, some paranormal investigations down there, as I'm sure you have as well. And uh, the town that I have owned some uh, um, so I've owned two houses in an original homestead area where there's 80 homes called Linglestown. And it's right a little bit north of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And in that, in that town, I also have an office and that's where I do my reading. So I've had three different buildings that I've either lived and worked in, in that town. And I've had so many experiences there. So I started doing ghost tours there by accident because I've had so many experiences and so many people have shared their experiences in those buildings that I have spent time reading a lot of those buildings in that, in that area. So that, that's primarily where a lot of my investigations have happened. And then I also split my time in Deal, Maryland as well. And so coming down into the Maryland area, which is where I am currently at, physically at right now, uh, 
before I, I didn't know anything about the area when I first came here, but I saw red coat encampments here. I saw slaves here. So yes, I've had a lot of those um, paranormal experiences and I don't just go, okay, that's an experience and walk away from it. I kind of want to know more. I like the whole history part of it as well. So I'll try to do a big reading on something that grabs my interest or a building or space and then try to find out the history if, if there, it's available. Audrey, you are you the kind of investigator when you do a ghost hunt, you do an investigation, do you like to use all the gadgets or you just use your psychic abilities and tune in that way? I don't use all of the gadgets, although I have been on investigations where all of the gadgets are there. For me, I am the gadgets. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Oh, well, we're going to get you on a, on one of our investigations when we're in central Pennsylvania next or near the Harrisburg. And we're, we're, we're actually trying to book some stuff in Gettysburg, too. So we'll definitely have you along okay. with us. I've got a question from chat here. Let me find it again. Oh, talk, going back to talking about reincarnation and past lives, uh, Wendy wants to know if deja vu moments are part of um, remembering past lives and reincarnation. I, I personally believe, yes, that, that, that is absolutely, um, spirit's way or your soul's way of, of being like, Hey, pause here for a moment. There's something here for you to remember that, that I always thought deja vu was a kind of cool experience. What do you, uh, recommend for people? Um, you offer a very, uh, a varied, uh, menu of services for folks. Um, when someone says, why would I want a psychic reading or why would I want a mediumship reading? What do you tell them? So when someone sits with me for a reading, I usually explain the difference like um, between mediumship and psychic and it, it, to help them understand so that they get what they want. So it, do you want more information about your life path? Like, do you need help? Are you at a crossroads? Then that's more of a psychic reading. That doesn't mean that we're not going to add some mediumship to it as well. I usually start with mediumship if, if you do want more of a life path reading, just to give you that validation. Like, let's check in and see if, you know, somebody wants to pop in for you at this time and help to guide you with the messages about your life path. And then um, if, if somebody is more interested in connecting with their loved ones, they're grieving or they're, they're um, you know, fearing their own mortality, then I'm going to probably suggest more of that um, mediumship reading versus the psychic reading. And then sometimes, a lot of times, um, I feel like spirit puts in front of us what what we can help them with, right? So like, for instance, I have um, a friend who also is a gifted intuitive and she is in recovery from alcohol. And so spirit puts in front of her a lot of those that are dealing with addiction. And it's something that she can really understand from a personal level and help them with. And so for me, I feel like spirit puts in front of me a lot of other, you know, um, people that need to hear that they're, that, that to be validated that, yeah, you have some intuition to explore as well. So I feel that um, being able to, do a lot of coaching in those sessions and I, I try to keep it open to that as well so if, if those that are sitting in front of me don't just have to like be there for reading they can ask all of the questions that they want to ask about the experiences that they've had because a lot of people don't want to tell their muggle friends about the you know experiences that they're having because they're afraid of being judged for that so it's a nice safe place for them to share about their own spiritual gifts By their the, own spiritual experience you've got chad all charged up with your with your response to my question you said i am the gadget <laughs> chad loves that quote I love the gadget. <laughs> that's awesome um <laughs> 
so is the, you you kind of you kind of answer this, but again, in further explanation, uh, when you do a reading, you don't say, "Okay, I'm doing only a mediumship reading," or "I'm only doing a psychic reading." Either one could kind of find its way into the reading. Yes, yes, but I will explain the difference and give you the option. And it's rare, but once in a while, somebody will say, "I don't want to connect with my loved ones in spirit," and you know, maybe they haven't had good experience with their family members that when they were in their physical bodies. Um, so I'm not going to open that door for them. They get to decide. They have boundaries with spirit. You get to decide who you sit down and have lunch with. They get to decide who they want to connect with. Um, so I, I kind of let, let, let them, um, let me know what they need without leading me. So like, here's what I can do for you. Are you at a crossroads? Do you need more life path information? You know, a lot of people, especially since COVID, are really suffering with anxiety and depression and have been forced to sit still and have kind of like something has like cracked open, but I like to think of it's more of like a, you know, like like an opening up, you know, not not like a crack in a bad way, but like an you know, something is like we can't not look at some things anymore. So something needs to shift. Help me figure that out. Yes, I will help you figure that out. Help give them some uh, to cultivate their own spiritual practices and to help help them to to um, you know grow and and do it for themselves. I want to educate you so that you can be feel connected for yourself and carry that with you through your life and not just for this one hour that you're sitting here. Nikki wants to know if you get visions, and I, I'm assuming that I know that uh, most psychic mediums have the ability to kind of shut it down when they need to uh, and turn it on when they need to. Some don't. I've talked to some that can't do that, and they're constantly bombarded with this stuff. How does it work for you, and do you get visions, as Nikki asked? So do I get visions? Um, I mean, the question's kind of broad, so I'm just going to try to answer it is what I think that you mean. So um, like a like a premonition kind of vision, maybe I'm, I'm thinking, are you thinking that too, JV? Yeah, probably. I would suppose that that would make the most sense or maybe even dream visions and dreams. That would be another thing. Yeah. So I, I mean, I had one recently about um, where um, spirit just woke me up in the middle of the night and was like, you need to know this now. And the reason that a lot of our experiences happen at night um, are because we're such an open channel. We're not on our devices. We're not being, you know, watching television. So we're available. And so, it, and we, we are all receiving messages at night. But when, with, with a vision, with that vision in particular, it was, I was shown how something could go and that it would not be very favorable and that I could, I could do something about it. And so I did, which was great. Yeah. So that kind of vision, yes. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, I, I think it does. Um, I, I just looked at the clock too, and I've kept you longer than I promised I would, but I want to give you an opportunity. I know you've got a lot of things going on. I know that people can get readings by going to, I believe your website and or Facebook page. Tell people how they can find you, where they can book readings and anything else you might have going on. So I do all of my work remotely. Um, so you can have readings with me 
at audreeray.com. There's you'll find the remote readings in there, so we can do it just like like you and I are connecting right now. So just like I said, we, with energy, it doesn't know space and time. The messages are the same whether you're sitting in front of me or or not. And for those that do prefer to connect with me in person, I have an office in Lingolstown, Pennsylvania, and then I also do readings in Maryland as well, in Deal, Maryland as well. So you'll see options for both physical um, in-person readings and remote readings with me. You mentioned a ghost hunt. Is that something you do on a regular basis or is it just whenever you have an opportunity to do it? So I do ghost tours typically in October. So they start actually this Friday. So, you know, it's October seems to be the month for it. So then I do do private ones for anybody that asks. I usually put about six to eight up a year and do ghost tours around around Lingolstown, around the, the, the 80 original homesteads right there. And we just walk around town and I explain the experiences that I've had there and some of the experiences that others have had in that town, which is not limited to just um, ghost stories. There's also some UFO stories there as well. So it becomes very interactive because of my mediumship. And it can also be interactive because uh, the people that come there, some of them have lived there and had their own experiences and add to the stories that get told into the next year. I know you're a native Pennsylvanian, and I know that Gettysburg is an amazing place. I, I've been a, a Gettysburg fanatic uh, since I was a kid, more related to the Civil War at that point. Now now the paranormal part of it's really captured me as well. But even if you take Gettysburg out of the equation, Pennsylvania just seems to have a really unique spiritual energy to it. There are all these interesting places that have amazing stories and are quite paranormally active. Have you found that too? And do you have an explanation for it? Uh, I mean, I can't say like Pennsylvania as a, as a whole in general, but yeah, absolutely. Anywhere um, that has like lots of like uh, little old towns, like I feel like the older um, the, the buildings are, the, the more residual energy is hanging out in there. And we do have a lot of like little old towns. So it does make it pretty interesting for those of us that are attracted to old buildings and, and what might be in there. Audrey, thanks so much for spending almost an hour with me today. I appreciate it. It's been a real pleasure, and I hope you'll agree to come back, and I hope you'll agree at some point to do an investigation with us. I would love to. I'm honored. Thank you so much, JV. Thank you. Again, you can go to AudreyRay.com. Ray is spelled R-A-I, and you can get more information about Audrey's work. A terrific uh, new friend of the program, and we we're very, very pleased and honored to have Audrey with us today. I want to remind you, we've got a couple of great interviews coming up as well next week. We've got Alice Riley and John Russell. You've you've met John before on the program. We've, he's a good friend of the show and a good friend of mine. He'll be on. He's got a new book out and uh, Alice Riley is uh, a new acquaintance to the program. We're looking forward to chatting with her uh, next week as well. So a lot of great stuff. Again, Audrey Ray.com is the easiest way to find Audrey. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram and and other places as well. Um, let's see. Other things we need to talk about quickly before I let everybody go. First of all, subscribe, follow, like, and share. Do all those things that uh, that help us grow the channel and grow what we're doing. The subscriptions and any type of support that you can offer in that uh, vein helps us get out on the road and do these uh, live investigations. We've got one coming up in October, close to Halloween. We'll have more information about that as we get the, our details set up. And then we're uh, working on one for November right now. 
And uh, we also thank the Ghost Sisters for being so active in helping us schedule this stuff. They've been a, a, an amazing um, group to work with and collaborate with, and, and we appreciate all the hard work they've done to help us uh, get out into the field. Uh, this week, I think tomorrow night, Britt and I will be on probably 9.30 Eastern, somewhere around there. We're going to go over some of the things that we captured during our last two live investigations at the Brownella Cottage, an amazing place with an amazing story. In fact, we're going to have uh, Tanisha, who is the uh, executive director of the Galleon History Center, which manages that property. We're going to have her on this program to talk about the story of Bishop Brown. If you haven't heard about this guy, which I hadn't, it's a fascinating story. It's one that I can't believe I hadn't heard of prior. So, and we were able to investigate his home last week. So that's really, really cool. So she'll be on the program. We'll talk about that at some point, but either way, tomorrow night, Britt and I will be going through some of the evidence and some of the things we caught at Brownella Cottage and another very active, very, very active place, the Eura Shrine in Bristol, Tennessee. A lot of great stuff coming up. Thank you to everybody who joined us in the chat. Some great questions flowing through chat. I know I didn't get to all of them, uh, but I had kept Audrey beyond the amount of time that I said I would, so I needed to let her go. But we'll have her back on. We'll have her back on the program at some point. And thank you, Wendy, for that those those comments. Thank you, Sarah, Nikki, everybody who uh, who um, offered uh, uh, compliments. Thank you to everybody for doing that. And uh, that's going to do it for now. But again, tomorrow night, uh, probably 930 Eastern, Britt and I will be on going over some evidence review from our last two investigations. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. 